would you all like to be seated as Nicola's going to come and bring us this morning's Bible reading. Hello. So I'm reading John 16, 5 to 15. By now I am going to him who sent me, yet none of you ask me where I am going. And now that I have told you, your hearts are full of sadness. But I am telling you the truth. It is better for you that I go away, because if I do not go, the helper will not come to you. But if I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove to the people of the world that they are wrong about sin and about what is right and about God's judgment. They are wrong about sin because they do not believe in me. They are wrong about what is right because I am going to the Father and you will not see me anymore. And they are wrong about judgment because the ruler of this world has already been judged. I have much more to tell you, but now it will be too much for you to bear. When, however, the Spirit comes, who reveals the truth about God, he will lead you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but he will speak of what he hears and will tell you of things to come. He will give me glory because he will take what I say and tell it to you. All that my father has is mine. That is why I say that the spirit will take what I give him and tell it to you. What do I say now? This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you, Nicola. Nigel, would you like to come up? So, Nigel, it's really good to have you here. This is the, the first time you've preached since your op, and it's really nice to have you back up the front here again. Do you want to just say... <laughs> Do you just want to share a few words with the family? Yeah, it was, um, it was November last year, I think, I last stood here and spoke, so that's nearly eight months. That's before Dan and Julia even had their Christmas tree up. <laughs> um, I was operated on in, in, at the end of March at Southmead. They took a large section of my bowel out um, because I had cancer, and as far as they know, um, that has sorted out the issue, but I'm still being monitored, and sometime next year I'll have a stoma reversal operation to relink all the plumbing. Um, but until then, I'm just grateful to God. It's an answer to prayer that I'm here, an answer to your prayer. So thank you for all your love and support over these past uh, weeks and months. Um, we give the glory to God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> well, it's really good to have you here, and we're really excited to hear what you're going to have to say to us. Lord, surely been laying something on your heart, so let me pray for you now. Father God, we give you thanks for Nigel. We, we thank you so much for your hand that has been upon him, particularly these last few months. We thank you for uh, the successful operation, and we continue to pray that your healing would be full. And we pray now that as Nigel brings your word to us, that your spirit would rest upon him, that you would give him boldness and courage. And we pray, Lord, that for each one of us here, that we 
might hear your particular word to us this morning, that you would build us up in our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dan. Well, it's good to be back in front of the best-looking congregation in the whole of Downend. That's what I told the 915 folk, anyway. So, the Holy Spirit has been our focus in the, over these last eight weeks uh, since Pentecost in our Lives Transformed series. And today we wrap up with this passage that Nicola has read from John chapter 16, entitled, Guided into All Truth. Guided into all truth. And this morning, Jesus offers us an invitation. An invitation to receive more of him. An invitation to more of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The other week, a curious thing happened to me. I was sitting at home, and my phone rang. Nothing unusual there, you think. The screen said it was Paul Peterson. Nothing unusual there. But when I went to answer it, I realized that the phone had already been answered. There was no green button to press. I tried to speak to Paul, but the line was dead. I couldn't understand what had happened. And then the penny dropped. My phone had been answered by my car sitting outside. The phone was Bluetooth connected and the car ignition was on because I just had the car battery replaced and the car told me it needed to recalibrate so I needed to leave the ignition on for an hour while it did so. So Paul's phone call was answered by my car. And all because of a new battery. And the Holy Spirit is God's battery pack for you fully charged and fully effective. A battery pack that gives you God's energy, God's life, and he speaks to you God's words. Without the life of the Holy Spirit, your batteries are flat, your purpose is futile, and rather like me, you've missed your call. So what sort of state is your battery in this morning? And how do you charge your life with the power of God's Spirit? Well, in John 16, the disciples were confused. Should he go or should he stay? They wanted Jesus to stay, yet Jesus says, it's better that I go. Oh, no, you shouldn't. Oh, yes, I should. Where would your vote have gone? Would you want Jesus to stay, or would you want him to go? His purpose was not simply to be with a few disciples some of the time. His purpose was to be in all of his disciples, all of his followers, all the time. Emmanuel was God with us, but the Holy Spirit is God in us. Or as Paul says, Christ in you the hope of glory, more than just with us, in us. And John 16 makes it clear as to why Jesus will go and what the benefits of the Spirit coming will be for us. 
And the first thing we read in verse 8 when Jesus says, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. This is what is known as conviction, or I like to call it convincing. The Holy Spirit convinces us. Our eyes are opened. We suddenly start to see ourselves through God's eyes, and we realize that our attitudes and our actions are all wrong. And so the Spirit convinces us of our need to change and our need of God. So that's conviction, the first thing. The second thing comes in verse 13, when Jesus says, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. That's our title this morning, guided into all truth. The Spirit will guide you into all truth. He will guide you to a place where you can be restored in God. He will guide you to the cross where judgment is satisfied. He will guide you to the empty tomb where victory over death is complete. He will guide you to the heart of God for reconciliation. He will guide you to turn to him, to live for him, to serve him. You will be guided into all truth. So first he warns us, second he shows us the way. And thirdly, in verse 14, Jesus says, he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he makes known to you. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he makes known to you. So the Spirit makes Jesus known. And more than that, we actually hear the voice of Jesus through the Spirit. He's a spirit of revelation. So three things Jesus tells us he does. He brings conviction, he leads us into truth, and he brings revelation. And this, Jesus says, is the purpose of the Spirit coming. This is why Jesus will need to go, and this is how we will see and how we will do greater things. So why is it important to me? Why does this become personal? Well, two reasons, and both are wonderfully illustrated by the banners that are hanging behind me in the chancel. If you're in the middle of the church, you'll probably see it. If you're at the end, imagination might be needed. But one banner contains the cross, and the other banner contains the dove. Because the Spirit draws us to the cross of Jesus. Because it's only at the cross that we're forgiven. It's only at the cross where we are restored. The Spirit shows us we're in danger and in need of rescue. Jesus came to die on that cross that justice might be satisfied for our rebellion against God. Because God is just and God will judge. But Jesus took our place. He became our substitute. The price of sin is eternal death, but the gift of God 
is eternal life. So in your place, on that cross, Jesus died. Justice is satisfied. But it's only satisfied if we accept Jesus as our substitute. Only if we accept the Spirit's prompting to turn to Christ. The Spirit highlights our need of salvation and he points us to the cross of Jesus. That's where our journey starts. We're changed in an instant from being condemned to being a child of God. It's not earned, it's not deserved, it is a free gift. But grace means that we are freely loved, freely accepted, freely forgiven, fully restored. Have you known the Holy Spirit prompting you to come to Christ? It's not complicated. You need by faith just to accept Jesus as your Lord, to turn to him, to turn your back on all that is wrong and put your trust in him. And if this morning the Holy Spirit is doing that prompting work in your heart, today you can accept him. It's a simple prayer, but it's a life transformed. We'd love to pray that prayer with you. It's the most important prayer you'll ever pray. But it's just the starting point. Because it isn't just about being saved from. It's about being saved to. And so the second banner and the dove, the symbol of God's Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has revealed Jesus He's drawn us to the cross, but that's only the beginning. In accepting Jesus, you receive new life. You receive his spirit. He's a deposit legally guaranteeing that you are part of God's family. But you need more. You need to know the heart of God. You need to understand the purpose of God. And you need to be equipped for the mission of God. And so you need his strength, his power, his battery pack. This is the person, the presence, the power of the spirit that Jesus sent. Equipped to live, equipped to serve. This is God's chosen way. His way to give you his spirit. God is constantly wanting to give you more. He's wanting you to go deeper. He's wanting to transform you. And his desire right now, this morning, is to fill you that you might have more of him. Listen to how the Apostle Paul expresses it in one of the great 316s of the Bible when he prays for the church in Ephesus. Ephesians 3 and 16. Paul says this, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love 
may have power, together with all God's people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That's God's desire for you this morning. Filled to the measure with all the fullness of God. That is life in all its fullness. That's God's heart for you. Do you want that? Or are you closed? Are you denying what he wants for you? Denying his call on your life, denying his life-transforming power. Denial is such an illogical thing. Faced with the reality that God wants to fill us, we just don't accept it. As a teenager in Ramsgate in the 1970s, the house next door to us was turned into a school for dyslexic pupils. And my dad was the local GP. And so the school principal invited us to tour the school so that we could see what happened and my dad could spread the word. And he took us through each classroom, which had a specific purpose. And in the first classroom, the principal said, this is where we deal with dyslexics who struggle determining left from right. And my dad nudged me in the ribs and said, just like you, Nigel. And in the second room, he described how the dyslexics spelt erratically. Just like you, Nigel. And in the third classroom, they dealt with issues about find dyslexic people finding it difficult to concentrate. <laughs> Just like you, Nigel. And so we went on. Finally, the principal said to my father, so then, Nigel's dyslexic, is he? And my father snapped back, no, of course he isn't. Denial is often our enemy. It stops us seeing what is right in front of us. We hear Jesus' invitation to be filled with his spirit, and yet we find ourselves holding back, standing in denial. Where does that denial come from? Is it fear? Perhaps is it we've lost that first love? Perhaps our lives are lived in rebellion against God and we just don't care anymore about his love and purpose for us. But this morning, Jesus invites you to receive. He breathed on his disciples and he wants to breathe his spirit into your life. He wants to give your flat battery new life. So don't let the conclusion of this series pass without reaching out for more of God. Are you open to being filled to the measure with all the fullness of God? Then invite Jesus in. Invite him to fill you with his spirit. Invite the power and presence of God into your heart. Because Jesus is knocking. 
but he will only enter as an invited guest because he comes in gentleness and respect. So invite him in. I'm going to invite the music group to come up now. And as they do, I want you to invite Jesus to fill you with his Holy Spirit. It's just between you and Jesus. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me and to close your eyes. So let's stand together. And as your eyes are closed, no one is looking at you, and you are looking at no one other than Jesus. Because it's not about what's happening around you, it's about you and Jesus. If you want him to fill you with his spirit, I invite you just to hold out your hands in front of you. Simply open your arms, open your hands, and reach out and receive the fullness of God. Turn from what holds you back. Name it. Renounce it and give it to Jesus. Accept him now. Invite him in. Fan into flame the gift of God. Just hold out your hands and ask God to fill you. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Father God, this morning I come. I've been too far from you, too empty. I invite you in. Before your cross, I lay my burden of fear and failure. I claim your promise of forgiveness. I claim your promise of renewal. I'm opening my life to you. I commit myself to you. All I have is yours. All I am is yours. I invite you in. I invite you now to fill me with your spirit. Come, Lord Jesus, come. As the music group lead us, let's sing together.